2: This egg cream is delicious. I wish the chocolate syrup inside wasn't so expensive. If you'd like to save some shekels and have some fun at the same time, make sure you tune in to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.
1: And now, back to the show.
0: Dinner time! Who's ready for pizza? Ugh, not again.
3: If I hear the word pizza again, I'm going to scream.
0: Well, I made pizza. Fantastic, my pyramid of champagne flutes
4: is ruined. Lee, I shan't eat pizza again. I simply shan't. Well, we
3: don't have anything else. I like the pizza. That's because you haven't lived on Earth for 23 years like me. I'm real sick of the stuff. It
0: tastes so pizza-y. Well, I did find this menu tacked to the door of the ship. I guess someone left it there. It says Space Caterer. Ooh, Ooh, Space Caterer. Oh,
4: I've heard of this place. It's supposed to be really good. They specialize in foods from all across the known universe. Why don't I telecom them? Hello? Yes, hi. I'm calling from aboard the spaceship Tidal Wave. We wanted to order some delivery.
5: We have a doorbell?
4: Jader the space caterer at your service. Jaderer? Jaderer the caterer? No, no, no. Just Jader. Please, please. Jaderer is my father. Who's hungry? Me! Great. I have a wide selection. Let me just plop everything onto the table. Hope you like splodge.
1: Ew. Ew. Just write for yourself. Just go for the imagination. This is weird. Maybe it's like sticking its tongue out.
3: Sheep, get out here. We're trying to finish a story. The Sully Pilots.
0: Welcome back to the Story Pirates podcast everyone, where we take
3: stories written by
0: kids
4: and turn them into sketch comedy and songs. Um excuse me, Jader, I think one of your ingredients is moving. That is very possible. I have to be honest, I haven't been too experimental with space food and and this all looks a little weird.
0: Yeah, but I'm pretty hungry. Why don't we just do a story first?
4: Oh, great. That'll give me time to scuttle the spludge.
0: <laughs> uh, scuttle away. Anyway,
4: time for a story. Listeners, this first story is
0: a spin on an old folk tale that asks the question, how did the night sky come to be? Here to introduce it is the author.
6: Hi, my name is Lindsay. I'm eight years old and I live in New York City. Here's my story, Space Lama.
7: Come on! Let's play outside! Yeah! Aw! It's, it's dark, dark outside. outside! Why does the sky have to be so dark at nighttime? Why
5: does the sky have to be so dark at nighttime? No! Ah! It's just me, the town elder!
1: Hi, town elder, who knows our town's history and also has information about why the sky is the way it is.
5: Please, elder is fine. And I know the answer to your question. The reason why the sky has to be dark at nighttime is because of the space llama. Space Space llama? Gather round and I'll tell you the tale of the space llama and the blanket in the sky. Once upon a time, a long, long time ago when there were no humans, there was no night either. Llama Mama was giving birth to a Bouncing baby llama. Also, it was like 10 30 p.m. and the sun was blazing.
7: Push, honey, push! <laughs> He's beautiful! What should we name him? Well, there's a name we've both been kicking around. Why don't we say the name together on three? One, One two, three. three. Space llama! Henry Jacobson! Oh. Space llama? I thought when we were saying space llama, it was a joke. Space? Llama. I hear you. Space Llama's just a lot to live up to. And I thought maybe we'd go with my father's name, Henry Jacobson III. It would really mean a lot to me I- I just went through 20 hours of Llama labor. Space Llama it is! Hello there, sweetie. It's me, your Llama Mama. (coughs) Space Llama. You could call me Papa Llama. (coughs) And this is your cousin who's staying with us while he works some things out. His name is Doug. Saw,
5: dude.
7: Oh, his first spit! Saw, dude. Several
5: years passed, and while things were happy for the Llama family and Doug, all was not well. Without a night sky, it was too hard for animals to get to
7: sleep. Ugh, it's too bright to sleep. This is no
3: way for llamas to live. Space Llama. Yes, mum. Check on your cousin Doug.
2: Saw. Uh Uh-oh, mum. Doug is super sick. Dude. What's he saying?
7: He said that it's so bright outside that he can't sleep. Oh, Doug puked on my alpaca rug. Saw, dude.
2: I know what to do. I'll take these knitting needles and this black yarn and make blankets for everyone. And once everyone's nice and comfy, they'll get some sleep and they won't be sick anymore. Okay, knitty, knitty, knitty. Okay, okay, just like my mama showed me. Grandma, 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 knit one, pearl two. And done. Here you go, Doug. Here's a nice
5: blanket to help you sleep. Saw, dude. And that's how Space Llama helped out his cousin, Doug.
7: Wow, Mr. Elder, that was a really great story. Yeah, I think we're gonna go play now. But
5: wait, there's more. There were too many animals who were sick, and Space Llama couldn't possibly knit blankets for all of them.
2: I, Space Llama, don't know how to help all the animals here. So, I've decided to fulfill my name and build a rocket! I'm so proud of you, honey! Okay. 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 All right, nitty, nitty, nitty. Okay, making a rocket just like my gran showed
7: me. All right, and up! Done! What do you all think? It's incredible. Uh, Wow. What's it for? I
5: don't... No,
2: but I will blast into space in this spaceship.
4: Yes! Don't forget your black yarn and your knitting needles, son! Thank you, Mother!
2: Go to to the sky to change the day to night. Fill my name with three-stage rocket space flight. Too much sun makes the animals hurl Knit a black blanket to cover the world I'll be a space lover Knitting a blanket in the sky
7: Go into space, young space lover! Saw,
2: dude! Saw, dude! 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 I knit and I will knit And I will not stop till I'm done With needles and yarn, knit one, pearl two. I knit a blanket that covers you and you and you and you and you and you. And and oh, oh, oh. space llama knitting a blanket in the sky. So the night sky is a knitted black blanket? My mom got one of those at a
7: craft
5: fair.
2: So, that's the end of the story then?
5: No, the job was too, too much for the space llama.
2: Space llama, do mission control. I made a big blanket, but it's got how-oh. Thought I saved the day, but I spoke too soon. Nah. What should I call the how? Guess I'll call it the moon.
7: Hey, what's the water doing? I don't know. The water's moving and the water level on the beach is changing!
5: Saw so dude. It's like the water level's receding because it's tiding over. Doug came up with tides? Oh, I guess... yeah, it was Doug. And the people loved the tides. And they liked having that extra bit of light from the moon. And over time, as the blanket began to sag, smaller holes appeared. And those are the stars. Awesome!
2: Space llama knitting a blanket in the sky. Space llama knitting a blanket in the sky. Too much sun makes everyone hurl. Knits a blanket to cover the world. Space Llama knitting a blanket in the sky.
5: So, every day right before night, look for a llama in a spaceship with a big black blanket.
3: Wow! thanks for that great history lesson,
2: Town Elder. Say, Town Elder,
5: how do you know that story? Uh, let's just say big reveal. I'm Doug from the story.
7: Oh, okay. Alright, well, uh, see you later, I guess. I'm gonna go play
3: in the slot.
5: Ah. Alone again. Just Doug and the night sky. Space llama, wherever you are. Sad dude. You're welcome! Ah, oh, hey! Are you still up there? Yes! The galaxy
2: continues to expand My work is never done Space Llama knitting a blanket in the sky Space Llama knitting a blanket in the sky Oh, oh, oh. Space Llama knitting a blanket In the
7: sky oh, oh And now,
0: Lee speaks with the author. Lindsay, you wrote the story Space Llama, right? Yeah. So tell me about that. What inspired you to write that story?
6: One day, my mom came home with a cookie jar that was shaped like a llama. And my sister said, oh, Space Llama! For some reason, I don't know. And then I thought of the story. I just wrote it in my journal.
0: Lindsay, what do you know about folk tales?
6: I know some folktales, like there's a folktale about how if you bring a banana with you to go fishing, you will um, have bad luck. It's sort of a superstition, but it's also a folktale.
0: Oh, interesting. I asked that because your story reminds me of the kind of folktale where people are telling stories to help explain the world around them.
6: Those are some of my favorite types of folktale.
0: Can you think of any others that you've heard before that are like that?
6: Like how the elephant got its trunk or how the cheetah got its spots?
0: We all have those questions, right, about the world?
6: Uh Uh-huh. And it's kind of a fun way to explain it.
0: So talk to me about stars in the sky. Do you live in a place where you can look up at night and see the stars?
6: I'm about to move to New Jersey but I live in New York right now, so not yet, but I but I sometimes see stars, and they are really cool.
0: For people listening that don't understand why you couldn't see stars in New York City, why?
6: Because the lights cover up the stars. And in a simple folklore story, um, the stars are very vain, and they hate um, sharing their spotlight, so they go away and only show if there isn't much light.
1: Wow.
0: You're just spitting folklore all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Do you think there is a at least a small chance that when you see the stars for the first time, clearly, that you might see Space Llama up there?
6: <gasps> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe I will.
0: If you do, can you figure out a way to take a picture or something for me? Yeah. Lindsay, this has been so fun to talk to you.
6: Thank you for calling. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Oh, that,
0: that was wow. such a good story um, That story was so, <laughs> so, good I loved
6: it
4: Alright everyone, your meal is ready It'll be served in four distinct courses Which I'll tell you about now
5: Ooh. Ooh.
4: As promised, the first course is a scuttled spludge With a dirt reduction It's a specialty on planet Zarsh Where the Zarshians eat it to celebrate special occasions Like slime days
0: What's a slime day?
4: Well, Zarshians are covered in slime into adulthood So they celebrate the day they come out of their slime With friends and family It's really beautiful and slimy What smells like old socks? Rachel, did you leave your old socks lying around again? No, you're probably smelling your second course. Huh? Uh -huh. This second course hails from planet Lorgarab, a small planet about 17 light years from here. It's called a dung flower cake. Okay, well those are three words I've only heard in a sentence once before. The dung flower is a delicacy on Lorgarab because it only blooms one day a year for one hour. It's very delicious and yes, it smells like old socks. (laughs) That's the only way anyone ever knows it's blooming. People run through their villages shouting, I smell old socks! Oh, goody, the day is finally here! So, what does it taste like? It tastes like old socks. Oh, better stand back for the third course, because the squarb is a vicious creature that can swallow you whole. Let me wrestle it out
3: of the box. Ah! A giant two headed 12 tentacled octopus! Exactly! We're gonna eat that thing.
4: alive? No! Don't be ridiculous! Squarbs are highly intelligent creatures that you would never eat. The squarb will spit in your mouth, and that'll be your third course. It's more of a palate cleanser, but Squarb Spit is delicious! I don't know if
0: I
7: want that.
4: Trust me, after the dungflower cake, you'll want it. Goo! Finally, your final course is. Fump? Fump? Yes, from my home planet Tarntoon. My mom used to make this when I was growing up. Everyone always said she had the best fump recipe and I have to agree. Although honestly, I think no matter what, no fump tastes better than your mom's fump. But I'll never forget getting home after a long day of flying around playing Bort Ball with my friends and being greeted by the pungent, painfully sour smell of home-cooked fump. My eyes would burn and my mouth would water. Ooh, the fump is ready. Let me take it out of the oven.
3: Ah! My eyes! They're burning! That is certainly pungent. Is the fump, um, staring at us? Yes.
4: Mmm. It smells so good. It definitely smells like something. Great! I'll get the bucket ready. When you eat thump, your head becomes engulfed in flames. So I'll dump a bucket of water on your head to put them out. Anyway, time to dig in. I'll get your florks. Wow, you know, this all looks amazing, but I think I had too many snacks
0: today. (laughs) I'm sort of not hungry. Yeah, same. You know when you're so hungry that you're not hungry anymore? Like you just sort of got unhungry? That's me right now.
3: And I actually just remembered I have a ton of food allergies, specifically to thump and also to spludge and really to everything you just... Said, oh, yeah. I also just remembered something, and it's that uh, I, I made plans to eat dinner later tonight with another person whose name I can't remember, but he's like a person and he's dinner time eating food with me. So the food is we made the plans. So,
4: and my doctor told me I'm not allowed to eat, huh?
0: Yeah, so sorry to make you do all this work.
4: You know, I can totally work around your allergies. I have more ingredients. <laughs> and Spludge is, is hypoallergenic. Also, I'd be happy to make just little snacks for anyone who already ate or, or who's about to eat.
0: We should just be honest. I think what we're trying to say is this isn't really our kind of food. I think we're just gonna make pizza instead.
3: Mmm! I'll never get sick of pizza. Yes, thanks, but no thanks. I'll pop a pizza in the oven!
4: Yay! You know, Story Pirates, I have to say, I didn't think you'd be so scared to try new things. I guess some people just aren't open to new experiences. It's too bad, because food brings people together, and it tells
3: you a lot about how other people live. Anyway, I'll get going. No, wait! You're right. We'll try your food. We'll be right back.
0: Hey grown-ups, today's episode is brought to you by Paramount Pictures new big screen family comedy adventure, If. Set within the magical world of imaginary friends, If's fantastically fun original story entertains audiences of all ages and delivers a comedy packed with lots of laughs and heart Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash. And get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change. Terms apply.
3: We'll try your food. You will? We will? We will. will. We're in a totally new place surrounded by all kinds of amazing foods and creatures. Every corner of this galaxy is a chance to try something new or make a new friend. This food might look a little strange to us, but I bet our food would look strange to the folks out here. I mean, just think about it. Macaroni and cheese? Ugh, it's so squishy.
0: Rachel's right. It's okay to not like certain foods, but we should at least try them.
3: So you'll
4: try my spludge? We'll try your spludge. And the thump, too. Especially the thump. As we say on my home planet every time before we eat, time to eat. Time, time to, to
7: eat. eat. Here we go. Here we go. Oh. Oh. My eyes. This spludge is
3: incredible.
7: This is divine.
4: Oh, and look,
3: my head is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> this sunflower cake is amazing. The old sock flavor is actually really subtle and nuanced.
0: The squorb spit is really spicy, but
4: you're right, I needed it. Mmm,
3: more
7: fump, please. You got it.
5: Uh, wow, <laughs>
4: thank you, Story Pirates, for letting me cook for you and for being open to new foods. Thank you for showing us how much these foods mean out here in space. It was my pleasure. So you just owe me uh, 12
3: shrums. What? Is that a lot? Yes.
4: Well, It was worth
0: it. I don't know how this money works, but this seems right.
4: Wow, thank you for the tip. Not customary out here, but appreciate it. Goodbye.
7: Lee, you just left Jader a 200% tip.
4: Whoops.
7: Now that we're all full, should
0: we do another story? Yeah! Yeah! Hey, listeners, have you ever heard the phrase, not all heroes wear capes? Well, it's true. Some heroes hold a torch and are giant green statues, like in this next story. Here's the author to introduce it.
1: Hello, my name is Theodore. I'm seven years old and I live in Ohio. This is my story called Have You Wondered?
0: Here we are,
4: Fran! New York,
0: New York!
4: I know, Stan, and I can't believe we're standing on Liberty Island next to one of the most famous statues in the world!
7: The, the Statue of Liberty. Liberty! I'm so glad you're here! Ah, who said that? Well, it was not me, Stan. It was me, the Statue of Liberty! Whoa! The Statue,
2: the Statue of Liberty, Liberty can talk! Can talk. Lady
0: Liberty, oh, it is an honor to meet ya.
7: We flew all the way from Bemidji, Minnesota to see ya. I love Bemidji. It's real cold there. Gosh, you knew that right off of the top of your head. Well, sure. I know all about America, and I love it when people come to visit me. It's like I always say, give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. I want to see everyone.
5: Ugh. Lady Liberty, I
0: am so glad we met you. But there's one question I I just gotta ask.
7: Yes? Does your arm ever get tired holding that torch in the air all day long? Well... Sometimes I get a little crick in my elbow, not gonna lie, but as long as people like you are still coming out to be inspired by me, I'll hold my metal tablet and torch all day long. Wow, what a woman. Okay, we're gonna go stand in the middle of Times Square. Yeah, We're gonna get a slice of that, a
4: New
5: York pizza pie.
7: <laughs> have fun.
5: That night at the Bank of New York, we joined two security guards. Oh brother,
0: another night of us this bank's money. How boring.
7: Yeah, this money ain't going nowhere. The security here is too good. Yeah, security.
0: Forget about it. Boy, I'm hungry. I'm gonna order some food on my phone. Hey, what should
7: we get? Uh, give me a box of them black and white cookies and a couple of big apples.
0: You got it. Let me just hit send on my food ordering app and send. Gee, that was quick. Hey, you got
5: here at a New York minute. Ha, ha, ha. Launch the net. Whoa!
2: We're caught in this huge net. That's right. I'm Al.
5: And I'm Bobby. And we are two, two evil, evil men. men. We're going to steal all the money from this bank while you're all tied up. All the money? But there's one thousand million dollars in this bank. Someone will see you going down the street with all that money, and they'll stop you. Who said anything about escaping on the street? Al, grab the 1000 million dollars and i will start up the escape boat
3: oh no
5: what a great escape boat super fast okay al where are we heading i'm gonna go on a little further take a left at the statue of liberty and then we're heading out to international waters oh my favorite waters hey al uh did you ever get the feeling you was being watched you're crazy Ain't nobody seeing us out here at night! But Bobby was right. Someone was watching. It was Lady Liberty.
7: Say, that boat is going pretty fast. I hope they're being safe. Wait a minute. What's written on the side of that huge bag in the boat? Property of... the New York Bank? Oh no! Bank robbers! I've got to stop them, but how? I've got it. I'll drop the metal tablet I hold into the water when they drive past. It will make a huge wave and send that boat flying. Normally, I'd never get out of my inspirational pose, but I don't think anybody's watching. Yoo-hoo,
1: Lady Liberty, over here!
2: Over here!
7: Oh, no! Remember us?
2: Standing and Fran, from Namiji! Oh, you, you might not be able to see us. We're standing on the Brooklyn Bridge, but we sure can't see you in your inspirational
7: pose. Yes! Stan and Fran! I can see you! My eyes are very big! What am I going to do? I need to stop these evil men! (laughs) And yet, I am also bound by duty to inspire every American with my pose! We sure are getting away with this crime! Uh, what to do? Roasted nuts here! Get your roasted nuts! Hold on, is that a roasted nut cart on the bridge heading towards Stan and Fran? Look, Stan, roasted nuts. They smell
2: so good. Oh, how much
5: for a bag? Well, mister, if you would
0: look away from the Statue of Liberty for just a moment, you can see this sign by my cart, which lists in detail all my prices. I suppose we
7: can look away for just a second. What a break. They're looking away, and here comes the boat. Ready, aim, and drop. Wow! This wave is tossing
5: our boat impossibly high into the air! Whoa! The money bag it's flying away! And it's landing on the roof of the bank! You gotta be kidding me! But where are we gonna land? It looks like we're falling into this building! I can't make out what the sign of the building says! It says... Oh, no! Jail!
7: (laughs) Oh, yeah! Liberty won! Big rubber zero.
2: And there you are, sir. One bag of nuts..
7: Oof, done. Uh-oh, Better get back into inspirational pose. I'll just scoop up my tablet and I'm back, baby. All right. Now time to return to admiring the Statue of Liberty. Well, oh, she's a lot better than these roasted nuts. They smelled great, but they taste terrible. C'est la vie. <gasps> You speak French? I'm half French, actually. What a woman! Thank you! The end. And now Lee speaks with the author.
1: Hello?
0: Hi, is this Theodore? Yes. Yeah. Hey, Theodore, this is Lee from the Story Pirates. Hi. How's your day going?
1: Well, I just got back from school, and then I rode my bike to my grandma's, and then me and my brother played a game of Twister. No
0: way, really? Mm Mm-hmm. Theodore, I think it's so cool that the Statue of Liberty is the hero of your story. Yeah. If you were going to make a statue, and you could make it of anything you wanted, what would you make a statue of?
1: Probably a cat.
0: Oh, yeah? How big would the cat statue be?
1: Uh, 106 feet high and 96 feet wide.
0: Where do you think you would want to put your cat statue?
1: Maybe in my front yard. (laughs)
0: Like a huge cat statue in your front yard? Yeah. Does the statue have a name?
1: Maybe it could be holding an American flag and it could be called the Cat of America.
0: That's really good. Now, the Statue of Liberty holds two things. Do you think the cat is also holding two things?
1: It could be holding a mini version of the White House.
0: Wow. The Cat of America sounds pretty cool. Yeah. And what kind of face do you think the cat is making?
1: Well, maybe it's, like, sticking its tongue out, and one eye is closed, so it's, like, a line, and then the other eye is, like slanted line up, and then a straight line, then a slanted line down.
0: Theodore, you're designing a statue right now. I know. <laughs> Everyone at school would probably think of you as, like, the kid with a cat statue in his yard. hmm They'd be like, hey, Theodore, can we come over and look at your giant cat statue?
1: I would probably say yes.
0: <laughs> come on over, guys. Yeah. Is there any chance you would want to sell merch by the statue, like souvenirs,
1: I would probably have shirts and hoodies Mm -hmm. that say Cat of America. And then maybe I could have a sale and I could have free shirts. Oh, that would
0: be great. Mm -hmm. This has been so fun to talk to you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks, Theodore.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to today's episode. And a special thanks to today's authors, Lindsay and Theodore. Before we go, here's today's story spark. Kids, write us a story about a mysterious statue that suddenly shows up in the middle of town. Tell us what the mysterious statue looks like and what the people in the town think when they see it. How do they react? And do they ever figure out how and why the statue suddenly showed up? As always, grown-ups can submit stories at storypirates.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye-bye! The Story Pirates Podcast is a production of Gimlet Media. Executive Producers Lee Overtree and Benjamin Salka. This episode was produced by Lee Overtree, Sam Baer, M.R. Daniel, Peter McNerney, Andrew Miller, and Jonathan Roberts. Recording, sound design, and mixing by Sam Baer at The Relic Room in New York City. Our theme song was written by Bobby Lord and produced by Brendan O'Grady. Our head writer is Rachel Winitsky, and our staff writer is Mike Caballon. Contributing writers are Zachariah Dewar, Peter McNerney, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, and Austin Sanders. Special guest, Lauren Lapkus. This episode features performances by Matt Cox, Kalia Davis, Rachel Kenny, Jack Mitchell, Peter McNerney, Brendan O'Grady, Megan O'Neill, Emily Olcott, Lee Overtree, Austin Sanders, Bill Schaefer. Rachel Winitsky and Nimini Ware. Space Llama was written by Austin Sanders and produced by Marcus Bagala. Additional recording at Little Everywhere Studios in Los Angeles, California. a delicious meal that Jader the Caterer served us. You know, I thought that food was going to be gross, but it really wasn't that bad. I even liked some of it. You know, all that brave food eating we just did makes me wonder if I should finally try some other foods that I assumed were totally gross. Let me just pull out my list of foods that I won't eat. Okay, here we go. Oh, I forgot how long this list is. Still coming. When did this list get so long? Okay, this is getting ridiculous. I have definitely not been adding this many foods to my do not eat list. How have I even been storing this thing? It's so long. Oh, that's what the sentient wheelbarrow that follows behind me wherever I go is for. Thanks wheelbarrow. (laughs) Still coming. Oh gosh, hope I don't get any paper cuts. You know, this list may be long, but I am extremely brave for facing this massive character flaw head on. Good job, Lee. Still going. Wow. So much paper. Yeah, I should not be keeping this as a hard copy. I need to go digital. I know. I'll get Peter to scan it for me. (laughs) Good one, wheelbarrow.